In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. Or two days um, after Ash Wednesday, and I suppose most, if not all of you, went to church to get your ashes, perhaps to also to participate in the, in the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. And it's kind of interesting, maybe you had the experience, to see that the church was uh, quite full, and, and perhaps there were even more, more Masses or Ash Wednesday, and a lot more people that were there than would you would ever have on another, on a holy day of obligation. The Immaculate Conception, Our Lady, the Assumption, January 1st. And it's interesting because Ash Wednesday is not a holy day of obligation, but it seems uh, in many places, I think it may be the day that many churches see the greatest number of people walking through the doors. Certainly in New York City, the cathedral has tens of thousands of people coming through and other parishes as well with additional masses for the day as much as a holy day of obligation, a special, maybe even more, and, and even more people coming in. It's kind of a, uh, a paradox in a certain way, an incongruity that what the church, is, what our mother, the church, is celebrating in quotes or helping us to enter into as a time of, of penance, uh, a time in, that we, the church, is asking us to make life a bit more difficult for ourselves to give up things we like, to perhaps additional practices of piety and during these days in preparation for Easter, passing through the, the, the passion and death of our Lord. And it's good to consider why the church has, why, the, why are the churches full? What's the attraction? And I think in some ways there might be a, a kind of human a human aspect to Ash Wednesday, maybe. I don't know. It's a wonderful day, and I think it is an absolutely grace-filled day. But there may be a certain kind of human eagerness with which we approach Lent. A kind of, well, I'm going, it's a great, it's a great opportunity is to change. I'm going to change. I'm going to try to be the best version of myself that I can be as. I, often said, I'll be the best version of myself. I'll improve myself. I'll get rid of that. I'll work on that aspect of my character, my temperament that hinders me from making friends or understanding other people. I'll try to be more patient or kind. I'll try to be more forgiving. Um, sometimes it's a great, people look at it, and it is a great opportunity to live a greater temperance and moderation in food and drink, perhaps especially to live a greater moderation in, 
uh, the use of social media, phone, where it's a waste of time, where it impedes me from getting my work done. I'll try to live a better schedule because of that. I may try to live those heroic minutes, as we call them. I'll try to get up on time in the morning. I'll try to go to bed on time if that's a struggle, or I'll try to persevere in a task that I have, and I'll, I'll see it to the end. I'll try to finish it well. Uh, again, I'll try to file down, file down the, the sharp points of my character. And we kind of begin again with a new, uh, a new start. And that's, in some ways, attractive to people. And I knew a fellow, who, he loved Lent because it was a great time for, for change, and for renewal in his spiritual life, and that is great. And to look at it in kind of military terms almost, you know, kind of spiritual, spiritual boot camp. I think I have, a, kind of share that mentality. It's a wonderful, you know, kind of the challenge in a 40 days, and I'm going to, I'm going to grow somehow. And even the, the, the opening prayer for Ash Wednesday has this kind of tone or ring to it. Grant, O Lord, and this, the opening prayer often gives the tone of, of the celebration of the Eucharist, the Mass. Grant, O Lord, that we may begin with holy fasting this campaign of Christian service so that we take up battle against spiritual evils, we may be armed with the weapons of self-restraint. It's, um, it is military language. Campaign of Christian service, we take up a battle against spiritual evils, and we use the weapons of self-restraint to take up this battle in order to have this campaign of Christian service, which is, it's great. It's, a, it's an inspiring kind of language. But we want to make sure that we are, we're on track and we, we do see what Lent is all about. And I think all of us do, and we know if we were asked, what, what is Lent all about? What is, what is the goal? Where is the, if I can say, where is the bullseye of these days that we began on Ash Wednesday? What's the target? It will be to look to Christ crucified. Jesus on the cross so that we come to understand a little bit better the love and the mercy of Jesus on the cross or the mystery of of Christ dying for us and not just dying, giving his life in a in an easy way it's obvious that's not the case. Dying for us on a cross that was the very cruel, if not the cruelest, cruelest torture of the time, maybe of history. And it's this, this is what we, we want to be able to, at least to a certain degree, understand better, and especially because we also tried to pass through the cross. We also give ourselves a little bit of a, of a hard time, but so that we can purify our vision to see more clearly what Jesus has done. And it can be through these things, purifying ourselves of worldly attachments, purifying ourselves of those things in our character that kind of blind us, especially pride, purifying ourselves of comfort-seeking and you know, self, 
and self-absorption in different ways, purifying ourselves of that aspect where we don't have self-mastery. So we can understand and see more clearly the, the, the cross. St. John Paul II said, the mystery of the cross gives full sense to human existence. The mystery of the cross is what is where we understand most fully our existence and who we are. Because this is a place where God's love for us is shown, is demonstrated in an indisputable way. And purifying ourselves of worldly attachments, getting rid of, the, again, those things that hold us back, that make us more self-centered, well, we will be able to see the reality of the cross with a clearer vision. It will move us more, much more. We will, we will then live a good a good Lent. The question is, will I accept the invitation to be united to Christ in this way? And will he be the, will he be the goal? So this is the, a question that is in, in, in my Lenten resolutions, which I suppose we, we all have, that we've, we've made some, some plan for ways of living Lent well, the spirit of Sacrifice, spirit of penance, spirit of mortification, of, of self, self-mastery, and the royal road of the cross. Will I live it, though, with my eyes on our Lord? Will I, will I live it looking more to the interior change that our Lord wants to bring about? But we need to cooperate. A, a new a kind of a reorienting of our, of our vision once again. The first reading of Ash Wednesday is always the same. It's from the prophet Joel. And the opening lines, the first line of the first reading, again, gives us a, a kind of light motif of, of Lent. Even now, says the Lord, return to me with your whole heart, with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Rend your hearts, not your garments, and return to the Lord your God. Yeah, return, it's, it's all about return to me, come to me. And with fasting, weeping, and mourning, with fasting, with, with again, that, that uh, ascetical struggle. The word asceticism comes from the training, the uh, kind of a training of a gym, with that, that, that struggle that, is, that is, it challenges me, kind of in a, almost in a physical way, but certainly in the spiritual realm. And that's the point, key point. I'm challenged myself, sometimes in a physical aspect, but is the, is the spiritual realm, is that what's growing? And uh, is, my goal is to turn to our Lord once again, to return to me with your whole heart, purifying the heart so all of my, all of my affections, all of my desires, all my aspirations, somehow pass through our Lord, somehow include him in a very real and direct way. Return to me with all your, rend your hearts, so that those things that impede you from loving me, that you get rid of those things, that you carve them out of your life, you cut them out of your life, you eradicate, tear them out. And now through penance. But it's keeping our eyes on the goal, which is our Lord Jesus Christ. And that's the grace of these days. The outward sign that we have, at least in the United States, um, the, the, the priest makes the sign of the cross 
with the ashes, the burned palms from last Easter, and in imposing the ashes on us can say, remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return, or repent and believe in the gospel, in inciting and helping us to, for that interior change, repent, believe in the gospel, remember you are dust, to dust you shall return, that there's everything in this world is passing. Without God, nothing is, worth, is, is worthwhile. And we want to prepare our hearts to get ready for what really, what really lasts. And I invite you to tell the Lord now that I am determined to cooperate with the graces of Lent and this conversion that you want for me. And that the ashes that, if you receive them, they were placed in your forehead as an external sign, they prepare the way to receive grace that will bring about this interior conversion. That's what a sacramental is. The ashes are a sacramental. It prepares us to receive grace. And it, 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 that sacramental, that outward sign, helps us to, to cooperate with it. And we are going to have to renew that desire to cooperate many times. But now we want to, we want to, um, want to make that, that resolution. St. Josemaria, in his homily for Lent and Christ is passing by, the conversion of the children of God, at one point he, he says, I have decided not to let this, or he prays, I have, not, I have decided not to let this Lent go by like rain on stones, leaving no trace. I will let it soak into me, changing me. I will be converted. I will turn again to the Lord and love him as he wants to be loved. This prayer we can make our own. And we can tell the Lord, I have decided not to let this Lent go by like rain on the stone. It just, the water just goes off. I, I, I want to make this Lent better than last year. How often have we gone through Lent? And, and perhaps we can say, I did keep my resolutions well, and I feel that I responded to grace. But there may be times when we let up, when we didn't continue with the, with the battle, if you will, that we, we got tired of it, we lost sight of, of the reason for doing it, we lost sight of the cross. We kind of pushed back a little bit because our wounded human nature still got the better of us. Well, let's renew the desire this Lent, once again, to make it the best Lent ever, and not to let it go by like water on stone, that it doesn't penetrate. I want it to change me. I want to be converted. Return to me, says the Lord, with your whole heart. That's what conversion is. Rend your hearts, open your hearts, clean your hearts, not your garments. The external things are at the service of what's happening inside. And the point is to return to the Lord, to love him as he wants to be loved, to love him as he deserves to be loved. He absolutely deserves. That's the, the game plan. How can we get our hearts ready? Again, our Lenten practices, how do we 
at the bullseye. Typically, the, there are three kind of pillars of, of a good Lent. Prayer, fasting, and alms. Prayer, which we're doing now. Prayer, which we're trying to have this contact with, with, with our Lord. We're trying to speak to you, Lord, now. Those of us here in the, in the, in the oratory with the Blessed Sacrament, in his presence. What inspirations or graces, what things do I begin to see? What does the, the cross of our Lord say to me? Reminds me that our that Jesus Jesus's sacrifice is is such a a powerful testimony to divine forgiveness and God's wanting me to get to heaven that it should give me a, a kind of a kind of huge push so that I do want to change and correspond to this great love that he's demonstrated. And, and again, we tell him that now. And then we begin to say, well, my resolutions during Lent are some, maybe some of the classic things. I will give up, I don't know, alcohol, I'll give up chocolate, or I'll give up coffee, and fine. But remember, it's to bring me closer to our Lord's cross. It will purify me in some way. Maybe I will try to have more practices during this, these days. Practices of piety that I'll incorporate into my into my daily plan. Maybe I'll try to go to daily mass if I don't already. The best thing I can do. Say the rosary during during these days on a more frequent basis. But again, seeking that contact with our Lord so that the conversion can take place that He wants inside of us. And fasting. Again, considered it giving up things. But the reason for that is the interior conversion that we want to happen. St. Bernard, in one of his homilies, and during these days, priest read in the breviary, it's in the office, is, emphasizes this idea of the interior change that should be taking place. Let the eyes fast from all curiosity. Let the ears fast and not heeding any vain word or anything unnecessary for the soul's salvation. Let the tongue fast from defamation and gossip, from vain and useless words. Let the hand fast from idleness and from all acts that are not commanded. Yet this, let the soul fast even more from all vices and sins and from imposing its own will and judgment. For without such fasting, St. Bernard concludes, all other fasting is rejected by God. It's just the interior, you know, again, the interior change that should be taking place. Fast from curiosity, fast from scrolling too much on the computer, going around different sites. That could be, a, a, again, a good program, but it's, it's so that my heart can be more in the right place. The things I should be doing, uh, offering my work for love of God. Let the ears fast, not heeding any vain or anything unnecessary for the soul's salvation. From silly, stupid, inane conversations, things that are perhaps kind of maybe not totally inappropriate, but not enlightening. Certainly let the tongue fast from gossiping and from useless words. That, but the, the tongue fasting from those already shows what's in our heart, what we're trying to have in our heart.
let the soul fast from all vices and sins. Get ridding of those things that keep us away from God. Tossing out those things that would separate us from Him. So prayer, as we're doing now, fasting, giving up things for the interior change, alms. It, um, alms, but what is it? Giving thing, giving money for the, for the poor, for a good charitable organization to help souls. It gets rid of our greed, but, but the alms that we give certainly benefit other people. But again, we can also see that, and, and it would be good to, 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 to try to give some alms. Maybe we don't have a lot, of, you don't have a lot of money for the students. But maybe you could say, okay, during Lent, I will give up something. I'll give up buying this or that, something that I really like, I'll give up. And then, you know, I'm gonna, that money that I save, I'm going to set it aside somehow. I'm going to try to uh, make an accounting and putting it aside that I save, and then I will give that to some charitable organization. I'll give it to something for help other people. And that's good. So we get rid of the greed and the attachment we have to material things as well. But also what happens is we think of others. We have... Um, we are increasing our ability to, to be aware of the needs of someone else and to sacrifice ourselves for their needs in some way. We are becoming more, a little bit more like the, the heart and the mind of Christ, sacrificing ourselves, sacrificing in some way, and intentionally for someone else in this case, intentionally for keeping, having some uh, person in mind that I may never know. But it is a, it is a way of... of Converging of opening up my heart, and it, it maybe in some way to feel that pinch, in some way, even small way, so that the conversion, this the rending of the heart takes place. Prayer, fasting, and alms, and then this will be this Lent. Well, we we pray that it will be a time of grace that we will be more like our Lord, that we will have the sentiments of Christ. But we also have to remember that this process is, goes on for a long time. Lent is it's actually over 40 days, if you count all the Sundays. I guess it's around 46 or so, and uh, not counting the Triduum. So it, 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 it gives, it, I mean, well over a month. And so it gives us ample time to, I mean, to, to settle these these disposition in our soul. And that's perhaps what's, what is sort of an engaging about it. It is a longer time. It's a long, I think it's a, outside of ordinary time, that's certainly the longest, continuous, more intense time of the liturgy. And there's the challenge to sustain it. And we may find, again, that we will have to, as St. Josemaria would say, we will have to Begin and begin again. We'll have to have a sporting spirit with our, with our resolutions. And that, is exactly, that could exactly be part of the growth that we make. In, it, in his book on short meditations, the prelate of Opus Dei, Fernando Ocardis, called In the Light of the Gospel, he, speaks, he talks about conversion and he says, conversion, repentance, are not things that come up in a Christian life from time to time. 
Christian life is a permanent conversion, but illumined and characterized in its very essence by the fact that God is our Father. He calls that the very consoling fact. God is our Father. And it's, it's, a, it's a constant in the, in the life of a Christian. It's, I believe Cardinal Ratzinger, Benedict XVI, would, said that, and maybe he borrowed it from, it's a well-known phrase, that being a wayfarer on this earth in, 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 in statu viatoris, a wayfarer, that's Latin in statu viatoris, is to be in statu conversiones, is to be in the, in the state of, of conversion. So being a wayfarer is it's always converting. And Lent is a, exactly an, an opportunity, grace-filled opportunity, to learn how to do that over a sustained period of time. And with it more intentionally being aware of how I am, how that I am keeping up this state of conversion, how I am trying to become better, and I'm really I'm adding a few more things to make life more difficult, to challenge myself, and so that I am more intensely in a state of conversion. And precisely that, I'm in a state of conversion, my heart away from me to God, rend my, rending my heart. And just that, living Lent with that, but making sure that I understand. It's conversion towards our Lord. It has Christ as the object. He's the bullseye. And Christ on the cross especially. And that's where I received the encouragement, if you will, the, the pull. And so that there is a kind of discouragement at times. You know, I get discouraged in my resolutions or, 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 or find them kind of difficult, which I'm sure that'll happen. Lord, help me to see, remember you on the cross and help that to move me. And help me to realize that if I do fail, I can start again. There's no sense in giving up, that's for sure. No sense in giving up. Renew the resolution. I mean, because our, our Father God is asking that of us through his love for us, shown by Jesus Christ on the cross and with the assistance of the Holy Spirit. So we never get discouraged or kind of fed up. Or if we do, you know, just for a short period of time. And we renew the desires that we have right now. We renew our desires to not let this Lent go by, and I'm not changed. And hopefully a deep change. And this is really what I want. And I know it's going to be difficult. And even now, I can feel myself, even now, a kind of hesitation, a kind of, oh, you know, there is that side that started with enthusiasm, but already... Uh, the sentiments of Christ and the cross can be an incentive, a real incentive. And his conviction that we were, were worth that suffering and his conviction that our response can be one that's heroic, one of sanctity, one of really going for holiness, that's what Christ in the cross tells us, his conviction that that's, that's, that's what he expects and that's what we can achieve with our eyes on him. But it takes a great humility. But it also takes, I think, humility and at the same time understanding what, what God is calling us to. He, he sees a great potential. And the church is, at, in these days, prepare for the most, you know, the most solemn... In aspects of the liturgy, what we are going to celebrate, our, our Lord's passion and death and his glorious resurrection, which is a very joyful thing. And we have a wonderful time of Easter time, which is long, 
even longer, of joy. But we, can, we will be able to live it better and more joyfully if we are in sync with the liturgy now, this time of penance. So when we go to a church or you go to Mass and you see the violet vestments, it can be a, it can be a great reminder. When we see our Lord in the, you know, again, the ashes on Ash Wednesday, maybe saw people and kind of reminded that external. Well, maybe that, that, that we now not get used to the cross. We see the cross, another reminder of what this time is. And that it is, it is very grace-filled. It is a, 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 very, a very powerful, very powerful time that our Lord once, once would be for the, for the growth in holiness in a special way in all the church by accompanying or by uniting ourselves more closely with Jesus on the cross through these Lenten practices. So we ask Our Lady, Mary, help me to make a conversion in these days that is certainly very grace-filled and centered on meeting your Lord, your Son, on the cross. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations you've communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.